Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Good morning and welcome to Young Bucks, your Pittsburgh Pirates prospect podcast here on DK Sports Radio. My name is Alex Stump. I am joined here, as always, by my co-host, Jared Prugar. Jared, how are you doing, man? There's absolutely nothing that gets me more excited than listening to you rattle off 75 Ps in a row uh, as you introduce us every week. <laughs> but I'm good. Other than that, I'm very good. I get off I thought you'd be great. Today. Life is good. Listen, I am, because I am a day or a couple weeks closer to getting a curve burger and sitting in the press box at PNG Field. Um, now that we have that going for us today or this week, because typically we talk about prospects, right? And we had talked about, you know, and, and I'm sorry, we're probably letting down our, our millions of fans. Um, we were talking about pri- uh, hitters this week, but instead we're talking scheduling and we're going to be talking about coaches. Is that right, Ox? That's right. I mean, we're not going to turn down a lot of minor league news whenever, you know, we're, we're gifted this. So hitters is going to be for next week. Just get a little palate cleanser, you know, a little taste off just a, what a more week to week type show would be like for us. We're going to start with there actually being opening days for the minor leagues this year, April 6th, April 8th in triple a May 4th in double a and single a timing wise. It, is pretty predictable from what we expected because uh, minor league spring training can't get started until major league spring training is over. So it makes sense that it would start about a month, five weeks ish after major league spring training is over. But the actual scheduling, I'll admit, I'll, I'll, I'll give the ball to you first here, but I just want to go on record for saying, I don't really like it. So you're right. It is very different. I mean, we look at it and they're playing in six game series. So it's essentially a championship series almost every, every, every week. week, but you're playing the same team. And we've seen in, in championship series and playoff series that extend beyond three games that, that it gets a little chippy that you're playing these guys, the same team every day for six days. That's tough. And that's grueling for these guys. Um, but also, it, it's one of those situations where you have built-in, um, you have some built-in time off on, on Mondays, which is great for travel. I mean, nothing says a case of the Mondays like traveling through the northeast part of the Eastern League. Um, but it's a situation where, hey, this is, this is kind of what, what COVID is giving us. And it's also going to give them an opportunity to say, we're playing Altoona in Harrisburg. And somebody, through contact tracing or whatever, they have to scrap the whole series. Well, they can come back and hopefully salvage the next series. So I think there are some pluses, but I think the negatives at this point outweigh the, the positives to me. I mean, I, I am going to give – you brought up a great point with the contract tracing. And just in COVID world, this is fine for a COVID schedule, you know, making those accommodations. This is probably the best that they could do. There's, 
like you said, contract tracing. So you won't have a situation like what the Pirates had last year with the Cardinals where they were just in Reds, where they were just kind of stuck for a lot of series because those teams had outbreaks. There's not going to be any of that. And, you know, it's less travel, less, you know, variables of going from city to city. In 2021, the challenges that the year presents, this is a fine schedule. My problem is this isn't just going to be in 2021. This is going to be how schedules are formatted for 2022 and beyond. And beyond, that's going to be just, I mean, that really does look like it's going to be the case. Right. And now with Major League Baseball overseeing Minor League Baseball, now they've got to be like, oh, well, we got to like, now the bottom line actually matters to them in Minor League Baseball. And yeah, does this save on travel? Absolutely. You're not rating a charter bus and going from Altoona to Binghamton, New York, or Indy to Toledo twice or three times a year now. Now you're doing it once. And I think that's where the costs are going to add up. And I think that's great. They get to stay in the same hotel for six days awesome on the when you're on the road but but if if this is an issue now why wasn't this an issue back then when it uh, but at the same time major league baseball didn't didn't matter to major league baseball and we all know how major league baseball handles a lot of things that don't involve themselves they really just don't care yeah yeah it's the blunt reality of it and whenever we were prepping for this one jared and i we, we, we try to keep a lot of the conversation spontaneous but whenever we're planning stuff you know just drop some good points Jared brought up one that I, I liked that teams are just going to get sick of each other by, by the sixth game in this series. Right. You're absolutely right. Like anytime you have siblings or your brothers or you're playing or you're competing against people, you get tired of each other. I see it all the time in coaching and you're going up against the same people every day. It gets irritating. They do something that, that just boom, just ticks you off and, and you go after them. So, I mean, if I'm a pitcher in game three or game four, I'm, I'm a reliever or whatever or something, I hit somebody, and they take it as personal, well, guess what? In games four or five, there's a possibility there's going to be retaliation. So, I mean, things get chippy on the minor league level all the time because livelihoods are at stake, right? Every pitch, every, every at-bat, every situation matters to these guys because they're trying to work their way up to get to the major leagues. So, I think, in my opinion, that things are going to get chippy towards the end because you're seeing this team for six days in a row. Right. And when you're on the road, man, the way that things are going in the NHL where they're not even allowed to leave their hotel rooms. I don't know what it's going to be like, what the guidelines are going to be in my, uh, minor league baseball. But I would imagine they're going to be something similar. And when you're kind of like you get that pent up frustration and I'm kind of feeling it the same way. I've been quarantined um, since last Wednesday. So like <laughs> like I'm, I'm itching and ready to go. So when that happens and you're not able to see each other and you have, live a life on the road, <laughs> that's that's a recipe for for some entertaining entertainment for fans if they're allowed, but, but also there could be a lot of things that, that get out of hand quickly uh, if things aren't curtailed by the, by the officials and by the people that are in charge. It is a long season. I mean, I, I don't know if there'll be a huge spike. What I'm more concerned of with the long schedules goes with the starting pitcher. And just the difference of if you are the first starter and the fifth starter in that series, because if you're the first starter, you're going to go again for game six. Right. And everyone's gotten a, a look at you. They are going to be better prepared second time around. If you're the fifth starter, you just watched everyone in your rotation and most of the guys in your bullpen, you know, face these guys. Okay, what are they going to swing at? What are they not? You're going to have an unfair advantage in that. And I just don't think that's a very realistic way to go about game prep for, for pitchers. And I know 
you can't treat minor league game prep the same way you do major league game prep. But if someone like James Marble, who talking to him, he's the guy who definitely watches. He, that's one of his best skills is just, you know, his game preparation and watching and he talks his poor backup catcher's ear off or whoever's, whichever catcher's not starting that day. That's just how it goes. I, I, we have to be realistic, though, that James Marble isn't as high a level prospect as some of these other guys, but he could end up posting much better results because of that added ability to watch more. Well, and it's also going to be interesting how, how the coaching staff, and we'll get to the coaching staffs here in a little bit, uh, but how they handle their rotation, because guess what? Now you're going to be pitching for six, you're going to be playing six days in a row. Well, you automatically know that you have Monday off. So how are you going to set up the, the sequencing of pitching? Because are you going to have pitchers that say that get, that day two starter? All right. So that your rotation is going to be kind of interfered with almost every week because of that day off. So you're going to have to build that in as well. And I think that's going to be something to pay attention to, but also the effectiveness of relievers, because guess what? If I'm going out there and I'm throwing an inning on Monday, on Tuesday, and then I come back in on, on Wednesday or Thursday, well, now people know what I'm going to throw in certain situations, depending on how long I'm in the game with. Now, for, for any, one inning guys, I think closers, I don't think it's going to matter most. But if, if you're looking middle relief and you're a two to three inning guy, that's going to play a big factor um, moving forward. So I'm very interested to see um, how it develops through all levels, but also in like double A, because for me, everything that I've talked with Joe Hanrahan, Brian Hickerson, any coach that's come through, it's, it's where the pitchers start to pitch. Like they don't, they're not just throwers anymore. The pitchers are starting to learn the game and, and throw the game, but it's going to turn the hitters into, into real men real quick because they've got to be on their A game um, every pitch. Yeah. And we're going to talk on Joel Hanrahan and, and coaching in just a moment, but just as one final thought with the off days, if this isn't a triple A problem, it's a single A, double A problem. I don't like that. There are going to be multiple stretches where they're off three or four days. It's just got to lead to like a lot of bullpens and sim games. And after a year of no competition, it, that just it doesn't sit 100% right. I know you can't treat a 20-year-old arm the same way you can a 35-year-old arm, but isn't this the whole point of why we're doing this? Even though it's, it's not like 100% it's not 100 safe to be having a minor league season right now, but, you know, okay, we could do it as safely as we can, and it's a way to get competition, and now they're just taking away the – and we're taking away competition at certain points right and i mean i don't think that there are very many um i mean yeah it does it does suck it does think that that teams are gonna have to they, they ramp up and they play these six games in a row and then there's a law six games in a row and there could be a law and when that happens you know you're you're gonna be talking more injury prevention because you're heating up and then you're cooling down heating up cooling down because live reps are way different than bullpen reps like when you're out there in a game, you're, you're moving around, you're doing a lot more than just throwing in a bullpen. It's not like you're, you're filling bunts right after you pitch or anything. Now, when you get into certain situations and stations in spring training, yes, in early work and pregame work, absolutely. But when you're throwing a bullpen, you're just throwing. But when you're out on that mound, you're throwing, you're feeling your position, you're backing up. So there's a lot to, that, that, that isn't necessarily seen based on the schedule that, that teams are going to have to be cognizant of. We're going to take a quick break. Whenever we come back, the Pirates have announced their minor league coaching assignments. Darren and I are going to talk about that. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. 
Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I didn't get my Star Wars mention in. Damn it. Oh, listen, I'm going to work it in. Don't you work it. We need a third segment. Maybe that should be what it is. Just like quick final thoughts like Star Wars Day. Yes. No, and what we're excited for about minor league baseball, I think, should be something in there because we haven't had there it for a year. Yeah, I like that. I mean, we just need like a two-minute play burgers, baby. Last word. Okay. And welcome back to Young Bucks. I'm not going to say seventeen thousand P's in a row this time. You know what Young Bucks is all about. The Pittsburgh Pirates have announced their minor league coaching staff, something that talking to Ben Charrington recently, it seemed like it was going to be close. And then a couple days later, it actually happens. Not too surprising in that regard. And I guess the one area that there really wasn't going to be a surprise with this staff was the AAA staff of Brian Esposito, John Nunnally, and Joel Hanrahan, because they were supposed to be in AAA last year. Everything got shut down. They sent them to Altoona to run that camp. Got very good reviews there. The Pirates aren't an organization where the, you know, the AAA coaching staff is going to be better than the A coaching staff because, you know, AAA betters or players are better the same way. It's, it's not a one-to-one translation. They usually have guys follow staffs all the way through. But I know you're not going to object to this, whatever I say, that especially Nunnally and Hanrahan is probably the best duo that the Pirates have coaching-wise in the minor leagues right now. No, and I think that's fair. Um, I've spent a lot of time around these guys, uh, being in Altoona and, and seeing these guys. And when I saw them in 2019, man, we were talking about this before we came on. That 2019 team in Altoona, no disrespect to, to a lot of the guys that were there um, that, have, that have gone up the ladder, but that team should not have been nearly as good as, it, as what it was. <laughs> um, and, and I don't, like I said, I don't mean any disrespect, but, but Nunnally, Hanrahan, and, and guys like Mike Ryan, who's, who's now in the Cubs organization, who was the manager at that time, they, they got the best out of those guys. Like they, they truly got the best out of those guys and built them up. Like Joel Hanrahan, he's only been coaching a couple of years, 
but I think he's, he's quickly escalated, obviously up, up the ranks um, in the Pirates organization, but is one of the top pitching coaches um, in the country, just by, based on the way he sees the game and the way he, he looks at it. And not only is a guy who's got a, a multitude of experience, he's got co- hitting coach experience with the Indians at the professional level and, and all throughout baseball. And I think that when you have that and you're trying to teach the game to younger guys, that's, that type of experience is, is second to none, especially at the AAA level now. Yeah. And who's going to be at the AAA level this year? O'Neill Cruz, Max Cranick, Blake Cedarland, and Nick Mears probably for parts of this season. You know, the guys that they had in Altoona for most of last year. They have a rapport with those guys. It's going to be good in that regard. And in Hanrahan's case, I just want to throw this out, out as a thought. Josh Hopper was hired to be the new pitching coordinator for the Pirates. I never got word if, you know, Hanrahan was ever really considered. But just reading tea leaves, it kind of seemed like, you know, it would be the next step for him because he is well-liked in the organization. If it's not with the Pirates, I see a pitching coordinator position with him somewhere in the near future. No, and I think that's, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, and you, this, is, this is a staff, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier. They've seen these guys more than Charrington, and more than than Derek Shelton. So if there's anybody person, that yeah. can give, right, that can give a that can give a great barometer of of what these what they've got and what they're going to get out of these guys, it's the staff because they were together last year in Altoona um, at the spring training or at the at the second, however you want to say it, at the summer training place, uh, at the alternate site. Alternate and, site. Thank you. I finally got there a there couple minutes later. It's been a long week. It's been a long quarantine, my man. Really? But, it's been a long week. <laughs> yeah, right? But so these guys know what they're getting. And they also have that rapport with these players too, which I think is huge because now after spending a summer with them in, in simulations and practices, now they get to see what these guys can do in games because these guys haven't coached in a, in a live game um, in a competition like that in, in almost two years. And just one more point, O'Neill Cruz is going to become a Pittsburgh Pirate at some point in 2021. And I'm sure it's not going to be actually like this, but if I am Ben Sherrington, O'Neill Cruz becomes a Pittsburgh Pirate the day John Nunnally, who has worked with him in Altoona last year, worked with him in 2019, the day John Nunnally calls and says, all right, all right, he's ready. That's the day that O'Neill Cruz becomes a major league player if I am Ben Sherrington. No, and I agree with you. Uh, as somebody, so I have a unique, and I was, I'm actually kind of working towards a feature on O'Neill Cruz, should there be a minor league season. I obviously had it for last year. That didn't happen. But I've had the benefit of pitching to O'Neill Cruz in batting practice. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that is the situation. The number one, I, I've coached baseball since I was 16. I, I've coached at the club level, at the collegiate level. Um, and then high school, little league, whatever you name it, I've coached it. I, I don't know how to say no. But throwing to O'Neill Cruz and, and just listening to him take BP, if you close your eyes and just listen to it, it's not a – it's a – it's a thwap. And I think that – just the way that ball comes off his bat, do I think he's going to be a shortstop at the next level? No, probably not. But I can tell you this right now that he's going to be able to hit and he's going to be able to smack that ball – all over the field. And when he gets that opportunity, you know, you look, he's going to be, he's going to be a professional hitter and, and he's going to be pretty good at it. 
just to hit up on some of the other ones, your hometown of Altoona has its third new manager in as many years um, and third pitching coaches in, in as many years, I guess I should say also. Um, Miguel Perez, who coached in Greensboro last year, is taking the reins there. A logical choice because he was the Greensboro manager here before, and a lot of those guys are going to be going to double A this year, either the start or midseason. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. You know, just that continuity, the same way that they have in AAA. Uh, Drew Bennis is someone who has worked with a lot of the younger pitchers at the A-ball level. He has reporters with them. Makes sense to have him in AA because I really anticipate AA, at least towards the end of the year, being a real hopping place <laughs> it's, over the course of this year. Like maybe Max Kranich starts there, probably starts in Indianapolis. But I see Priester getting there at some point. Burroughs getting there at some point. Outside chance we see someone like Malone get there. Majinski will probably get there at some point. Like you listen, listen to those guys and think of how many guys are going to hit up from last week's show and how many of those guys are going to be in double-A right now? I, I like that they're emphasizing that history in the upper levels right now. Right, and I think that's great. And I think um, it, what's interesting to me about Perez is he's a former Altoona Curve player. First time! So, right, for the first time in the years in, in um, the 23-year history, I think it is now. 23, 20, 22, 23, I can't really do that quick of math off, off the top of my head. But um, – but no, he is the 12th manager in franchise history, but he's the first that has ever played for the curve. And I think that's, that's crazy because you look at a guy like um, Joel Hanrahan, and he obviously maybe he rehabbed with the, with the curve at one point, but he wasn't a manager. So you've had the coaches come through and, and whatever that have played, but now this is a guy that has been in Altoona as a player. Now he gets to be there as a manager, and I think that's a really unique experience. As he gets to come up with some guys that, that he's familiar with, and coaching with. So I think that's a really good opportunity um, for the curve because don't get me wrong. Last year they did have a season and there was a lot of turnover with their staff from the firing of Michael Ryan to everything that, that's gone on up until this point. This is a guy that, that you can come in and be like, okay, well, this guy knows Altoona. This guy knows what it takes um, to be not only at this le- successful at this level, but also to be successful in the Eastern League. And that's, I think, when you're looking at a guy to replace Michael Ryan, who is a fan favorite, he's a local guy. Um, but you have a guy that, that knows what he's doing now. Um, and, and he's been to this level as a player and um, in the organization as a coach for quite some time. It was actually um, funny that, that we mentioned, we keep mentioning uh, Michael Ryan, but he was also a coach with Michael Ryan um, in West Virginia with the power. So I think that's something to, to take note of. But I think they hit the nail on the head with, with Perez. He had success last year in Greensboro. Um, and when you have that, man, that's, that's a really good situation. Yeah. And it's all about development in this organization. Just some more quick notes to wrap this up. Uh, only change to that AAA staff. Big one is Gustavo Romana uh, being uh, the new assistant coach. Um, Kieran Mattinson is going to be managing Greensboro with Ruben Gautier. If, if anyone wants to blast from the past name-wise right there, he's going to be the hitting coach. Matt Ford is pitching coach. And in Bradenton, Jonathan Johnstone as the manager. Johnny Tucker, Fernando Neve as pitching coaches. I would like to get some of these guys on this show as the year progresses. We're going to try. I would, too. We're going to try. But if you like the name, if you like the name John or Johnny, you, we are in great shape in this organization. Yes. <laughs> Can't go I, wrong I, with Johnny. 
I count three is just like a quick look as either a manager or yeah. a coach. So that's well, three out of eight. That's, okay. a, that's a lot. <laughs> and then you have Jonathan Johnston. That's a lot of Johns just in that. <laughs> We're going to take But one. no, I think it, it, it would be good to get those guys on and see what it's – see how, they, how they're handling it because these guys haven't been able to manage and their coach in two years. So it'll be interesting to see how they adapt to that once we finally get back to uh, back to baseball. We're going to take one more quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Young Bucks. Just uh, some quick final thoughts for this one. Jared, what are you excited about the 2021 minor league season? I'm just excited about baseball, man. Um, so I, I think opening day should be a holiday no matter what. Um, minor league baseball, especially because we haven't seen these guys play in two years almost. So it, it's been since 2020 or since 2019 since we've seen these guys take the field um, in a lot of aspects. But the, with the curve opening on May the 4th, and me being a big-time Star Wars fan, I get to see oh, baseball on May the 4th. So I think I'm just getting out a bunch of different holidays in the same day, and I think it's great. Um, Nerd. Getting, getting, thank you. That's, that's, that takes a lot coming from you. You know how sure. to – yeah, I was going to say, that's the pot calling the kettle black right there. But it'll be great to be in a ballpark again, sitting in the press box, smelling the kettle corn, smelling the burgers – um curb burger on me if you're ever in Altoona at the same time as I am but I'm just excited that baseball is finally back oh I definitely will be in Altoona a couple times this year um and that's what I'm really looking forward to just seeing these young guys in action because I've I've heard so much about you know Quinn Priester and Pagero and Gonzalez but I have not been afforded the opportunity to watch them play in person yet and that is always really exciting. And the conversations that you have around there in the, in the press box, around the stadium with people, with the players, it's, it's just a lot of fun. I am looking so forward to that. That is going to be just completely I, – I miss those conversations so much. It's not the same over text. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. Um, and I'm excited to see these guys – get out there and perform because I haven't seen prospects come through. Now I was able to watch the defense last year at a couple of their workouts. And that's just not the same than being up close and seeing the development of, of O'Neill Cruz and even Cabrian Hayes to an extent, because you get him. I saw him in, in 2018 and 19 in, in Altoona. And just to see his development and just see how, how he carries his hands and how he gets every, every day, see the pregame work and, and seeing everything that he puts into the game because to me, yeah, the game is the game, but the, what these guys do day in and day out before the game and the workouts that they put themselves through, to me, is just as fascinating because these guys are working every day to get to the professional level. At, to, not to the professional level, I should say, to get to the major league level because they are professional baseball players, whether, we, um, whether it says so or not. But it's an excellent opportunity to finally see baseball and, and to see it 
around the country, I think is, is a very good job, a very good opportunity to, to heal um, and to, to unite uh, fans all around minor league baseball. Thank you for listening this week and for subscribing to DK Sports Radio. I'm not going to say to subscribe. I'm just going to assume that you already have because it is a fantastic free service where there are a lot of good shows. If by some chance you haven't, do it. It's, it's, it's a really good program. Thank you. And don't so- forget, don't forget you forgot about last week, the We Are podcast that I have about Penn State football. That's right. Uh, that I'm- airs on Sunday. I am bad. Yes, be sure to listen to Jared's uh, Penn State, the We Are podcast on Sunday. Be sure to listen to the podcast to be named later on Tuesday for just more pirate stuff from yours truly. For, Jer- for Jared Pugar, I am Alex Stone. Thank you for listening. We'll talk again. Next time.